tin tin foil hat. If you want to check us out on all of our social media platforms, on Twitter at tinfoilhatcast, reddit.com backslash r backslash tinfoilhatshow, on Instagram at tinfoilhatpod, or allcomedytshirts.com, email us at tinfoilhatpod at gmail.com. Welcome back to another episode of Tinfoil Hat. Tinfoil Hat. Tinfoil Hat. Come with me into the waters of conspiracy. With Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. Mr. Sam Tripoli. Is that really With my friend Ryan Davis. Uh, hi, Ryan. We're like the first this gay cause... couple of conspiracy yeah. theories. Yeah. I think it's beautiful, man. Who's <laughs> out there, partner? Say that again. It's some mystical, deep, dark realm crazy shit. Wake up, Aaron. There's reptile people everywhere. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Are you ready to get your mind blown? Revolution will be podcasted. Yes! Welcome back to another fun, festive, freaky episode of Tinfoil Hat. You know who we are. You know what we're here to do. Uh, Ryan and I are thankful for all the love that you guys give us on all of our shows. Our last episode was quite exciting. I love doing that with our our friends from Conspiracy Farm, Eddie Bravo, and uh, it's just a great time to be a conspiracy theorist. And if you love the show, well, come on, support us June 1st at Cobb's in San Francisco. That's right, Cobb's Comedy Show in San Francisco. Look at that. That's Eddie Bravo running. You know, what'd you say earlier? If Eddie's running, you're fucked. Yeah, you better fucking run. (laughs) So we're going to be at Cobb's. We're going to be doing our big uh, conspiracy theory night, tinfoil comedy night, brought to you by Live Nation, Nation. homeboy. That's right. Look at those people. We got got young Jesus in in the bottom there. Off the grids hanging out. I'm just going, oh my God, I look like a, a, a gay guy who just saw a mouse. That's what I look like right there. Eddie Bravo shredded. And then we got Trez Mala, who's going to be uh, hosting the show. We're all coming out to San Fran, man. Bring your friends. We need 200 people to buy one friend a ticket, okay? So we need... We need 200 people to buy, bring a friend and buy a ticket. What we're going to do is we're going to do some, maybe we're going to do some uh, Tripping with Tripoli that everybody enjoys, the new Man on the Street Conspiracy Theory video I do. And then we're going to do stand-up, obviously. And then we're going to have uh, a Q&A on stage for the last half an hour. You can ask Eddie Bravo, myself, Ryan, or Trez, any questions you got about Flat Earth, Lizard People, mm-hmm. uh, Chelsea, I mean, the, uh, 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 Manning? No, what's your, no, what's your Handler? name? Uh, <laughs> Chelsea Handler. Uh, you know, uh, Hillary Clinton eating people. You can ask that. And then whoever brings the most people will do a roll call. That's and whoever right. brought the most people gets to come in back and uh, smoke weed with Eddie, and we will do a podcast. Yeah, private. You're not going to get that anywhere else. New, who else? Who gets you that bang for your buck? You think the Blue Collar Tour did that? Yep. Nobody does that. Just the seekers of the truth, homeboy. <laughs> <laughs> so come on out. And then the very next night, that's right, we're in Sacramento at the Punchline. Punchline. I'm excited about that, but I really want to tame that beast in San Francisco. Now, when we do, you can go check on our, our SoundCloud. We can crunch the analytics, my friend, mm-hmm. and we can find out where we're at and who listens to us where and oh, all yeah. this shit, right? Uh, make no doubts about it. The w- 
the the number one city that listens to us is Los Angeles. L.A. The number two is San Francisco. That's right. So I it says we have like 2,000 people from there that listen to us. Yeah, at least 200 from Boston Dynamics, the robotics firm. So we expect you guys to be out there. In hold on, full hold force. on, hold on, hold on. Are you telling me Boston Dynamics is not in Boston? Nope. It's, uh, I think it's Boston Dynamics because it started at MIT, which is outside Boston. Yeah. The smart guy in the room nodded. Yes. Yes. Aaron. Yes. <laughs> so you're telling me... It's, I, I never knew. I thought it was all in Boston. I didn't know we were this close to eating robots. Well, you just taught me that the Washington Redskins isn't in uh, Washington State. It's not. It's, it's Washington, D.C. D.C., yeah. And that's why they suck. It's bad karma, dog. But that's another podcast. That's another podcast. So uh, this week we lost we, – I mean, obviously we lost Mitzi Shore, and that was a giant uh, sad loss. I mean, she's out of her pain, so we're happy about that. But we also lost another uh, kind of big name in our world of conspiracies. Yeah, some would say the MLK of the conspiracy theorists. He oh, led the way, you know? Interesting. Uh, that's right. Art Bell, the creator and the original host of Coast to Coast AM. Art Bell has passed away on April 13th. Friday the 13th, to be Holy exact. Holy shit. At the age of 72 in his home of Pahrump, Nevada. Dude, Art Bell lived in Pahrump, Nevada? You know that guy like to get weird when you're living in Pahrump. Uh, I know you have a story about Pahrump, and it's on your special, so we yes. won't burn it, but yeah. damn. I tend to burn all my material. That's what I do. <laughs> hey, why not? Why not, dude? It's just jokes. I got more. Yeah, he was an American broadcaster, author, and the founder of the original host of the paranormal-themed radio program, Coast to Coast AM. Ah, yes. I mean, legendary, dude. He was doing this before the whole conspiracy movement really got going and before the Internet. I mean, just think how progressive that was for a radio station to be putting out the stuff that he was talking about. It's fascinating how he even got into it, too, because um, his early life, uh, Bell, who grew up in a military family, became an FCC licensed radio technician by the age of 13. So he is, he, he's messing with this very early, dude. He was into the game. At 13 years old? What were you doing at 13? I was setting fires in the Chino Hill State you Park. Were, you were. You were. What was I doing at 13? Uh, you know, I was just, I, want, I was beginning to pursue my dream of doing stand-up. That's really what it was. I just, I wanted to be a comedian before I even knew that was a job. Damn. Is that crazy? Like, I knew I wanted to make a living telling people funny things. What was the first uh, stand-up special you saw? Did you see it live or did you see it on TV? Dude, my mom used to – my dad used to love to play Eddie Murphy and make my mom cry because it had swear words. And my mom would flip. Like if you met my mother, you're like, how does that come from that? I have actually heard you one time talk to your mom on speaker, and it was the cleanest I ever heard your words. I was like, Sam Occasionally, I would drop an F-bomb, and I feel really <laughs> bad. Even with my dad, if I drop an F-bomb, I feel like really like crap. But it's yeah, it's like she's a nice – see, ladies, if you're going to date knuckleheads, you're going to have knucklehead kids. <laughs> like my mom put out a dick joke comic conspiracy theorist and a guy who runs a strip bar. Those are her two kids. Damn. What do we have in common? Black strippers. There's always a common denominator, right? Yeah. Uh, Bell, he later enlisted in the U.S. Air Force. And as a young airman, Bell and his equally foolhardy buddy, 
built their own pirate radio station right on Armarillo Air Force Base, secretly broadcasting rock and roll to the appreciative locals. Really? Isn't that? I mean, he's a badass from the beginning. Yeah, that was rock and roll, right? Yeah, dude. Back when you couldn't show pirate people's hits. Pirate radio, moving. dude. Pirate radio. I mean, these kinds of antics weren't limited to bootleg military radio. Uh, he owns a Guinness Book of Records, at least at the time. As a civilian DJ, Art Bell landed in the Guinness Book of Records for a 116-hour and 15-minute solo broadcast marathon playing the hits in Okinawa, Japan, when he was overseas. Wow, dude. How long? 116 hours straight. Straight. Have you done anything for 116 hours? Breathe. <laughs> That's it. I just did some breathing. I've heard of like, I got Filipino friends and they go to like Vegas and they will play poker like nonstop. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. I've gone on like a two day porn binge mm. when I was deep into the, into the, the party and scene. You're edging for two days. I was watching for, yeah, I mean, when you do, when you do some blow, you can go deep into that shit. Oh yeah. You know? And I was, I mean, you just stop watching it for the sex. You're just looking for cinematography at that point. <laughs> Lighting. And I angle. just want to see if someone knows how to fucking stage this shit. Correct. <laughs> do they understand storytelling? That's the most important thing. When I look at my porn directors, do they understand the story? Wait, you have actual famous porn directors that you follow? I, I know none, but I, I know videos. <laughs> I know studios. They get it. Dog fart. Shout out. So, uh, Bell, he knew rock and roll. Yeah. You know porn. So, hey, each yeah. Hey, you know what's so funny? It's like, I knew porn stars, and then suddenly I'm a scumbag, but some guy who knows every form of tree frog is like this like legend. And everybody's, oh, it's amazing. Tom knows every form of tree frog. You should talk to him about it. Sam knows about porn stars. He's a scumbag. <laughs> uh, well, check this out. So, this was no mere radio stunt. However, as it served to raise funds to rescue 130 Vietnamese orphans stranded in Saigon at the war's end. So, this allowed Art to charter a DC 8, fly to Vietnam, and rescue the orphans. Really? It's crazy. That's, that is crazy. I and what do you do with the orphans? Where'd they go? That part uh, I didn't get too deep into. Whenever people pick up orphans, yeah, it I makes try me to... nervous. <laughs> From Lizar's show, yeah, it makes me nervous, dude. Where did the orphans go? They were eventually all brought to America and adopted by American families. Okay, that's cool. And if you're Vietnamese, you're probably in Orange County. My likely. friend right now is a, a foster parent, and he's a great guy, and he wants to come on the show and talk about the foster industry. And how, like, awful it is. I can't comprehend. That'd yeah. be interesting. Yeah, I would like to get into that. That's what I think is cool about our podcast is people will be like, it's not enough conspiracy. It's like, we're called Tinfoil Hat. We're taking back the conspiracy. We're opening up this platform to talk about whatever, well, I whenever. Would, I would like people to realize that, like, what started out as a conspiracy podcast has grown into a spiritual skepticism. And it's not just going to be on, like, lizard people or Illuminati, but it's, like, questioning the official narrative, all narratives. Doesn't yep. have to be, like, next week we're supposed to, we're, we're going to have on these people who are leading the march into, um, you know, using uh, uh, cannabis oil to help people get off of opiate addiction. You know, and how nobody's telling you anything about that. You're hearing stories here and there, but, like... How long has weed been illegal? And what's the reason behind that? And we've kind of talked about that in the past one, the weaponization of, uh, you know, prohibition 
uh, of marijuana. It's like those are the things that interest me. I, I, I think if we just stay on lizard people, it's going to get boring and going to get really like cat lady like. And I don't want to do that, man. I want to go deep in the shit. I like to explore whole stuff. I want this show to go farther beyond than just conspiracy theories because there's so much in the world that's so interesting. Yeah, I visualize our show like a, a cave. And you only have like a torch to show you exactly. And you'll see some writings on the wall. And you'll be like, whoa, what the heck? The moon? The moon might be fake. And then right. the further you get in this cave, you're like, oh, my God. What, is there any end to the conspiracy cave? No. I love that, though. And every week there's a new conspiracy in which we got to break down. Yeah. I like how um, our most recent episode with Pat and Jeff and Eddie – like you said, we, we were leaving the studio and you're like, that was a Joe Rogan-esque little interview. People were communicating. People were like butting heads. But at the end of the day, we were like, hey, we've learned something about it. Well, I just feel like – I mean like if I'm somebody who's vibing in this world, that would be a fun conversation to have. <laughs> you know, and I think like you know, with Eddie – and we'll get back to Art Bell, of course. But I think with Eddie, it's, it's like – I, I owe a lot to Eddie, and I really love Eddie, and I defend Eddie's right to believe in what he believes in. And now I'm not saying I, I, I'm a flat earth guy or I'm not a flat earth guy. I just defend his right to believe whatever he wants to because at the end of the day, him believing that doesn't affect me. Mm-hmm. People who just I, – I find people who believe in a two-party system a lot more dangerous than flat earth people. Oh, 100%. I think it's almost um, not saying Eddie, but other people in this uh, conspiracy realms. I've seen that they tend to, if they're talking about something really serious, they might also talk about something that might discredit them as a way to not catch too much heat, but still get the message out. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying anyone we know, but I've seen it. You know, explain what you're trying to say. Well, let's say, uh, let's say that I believe that there were once giants on planet Earth. Hey, dude. All right. Now, uh, that might make me sound crazy because I want to sound crazy because then I also believe there's pedo elites that are like right. eating children. So maybe it's a way to discredit me, you know? Well, there is the theory that flat earth is being used to discredit conspiracy theorists. But I just don't think it's working hmm. because I just don't feel that anybody – most people are like, whatever, flat earth. You know, it doesn't even come into the, equation, into the equation. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it might have been used like that. And then idiots go, oh, then you're probably in this flat earth thing, aren't you? And it's like, well, I mean, no, I'm not. And, then, you know, but they use it to weaponize. But I think most people don't care. I think 9-11 truthers, I think anytime, like we said in the last podcast, anytime you hear truther or denier, they, they're trying to get you to stop talking about something. That's my honest opinion. Yeah, labels. Once you've labeled someone, that's it. You can't try to get out of that, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like I did a morning radio show and they wanted me to talk about 9-11 on the morning radio show. And I'm like, okay, dude, (laughs) we'll get into it. I mean, like we were just talking about this will come out the day that – so right now you should be able to download my Mark Maron podcast. Oh. And, you know, and I put – here, I pushed our podcast. And he goes, oh, what do you, you know, oh, you, you one of those Pizzagate people? I think that's how it goes. That's been so long since they did the episode. <laughs> and I go, well, you know, it's like, yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm totally into it. I think it's 100% real. And we kind of broke it down. And, you know, it's like some people like, oh, you're, you're, you're a crazy person. You want to believe in that? And it's like, no. 
I'm not crazy people. What's really crazy is people here who hear facts that don't fit into their narrative and they shut down. You know, on our, you know, for some of you guys who listen to this show, you guys are Patreon viewers. You know, we didn't put out one last week because we had a corrupt file. So, <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, you know, I did one with David Deary and like David, I said, and he's one of my favorite people on the planet. He's so funny. That's why I try to help him out a lot. And, you know, I was showing him, you know, all these videos from the Parkland stuff. And he just, he basically came out and says, I, I just don't want to believe it. <laughs> Hey, I respect that. You know? I respect just saying it. Like I'm good. But he does that a lot. Like he does, David does that a lot. Anytime I I I give him specific information, he just he discounts it because he and he'll really say, "Well, I mean, I don't know anything about that." Well, and I'm like, "Well, I do. I just told you." Mm-hmm. And you say, "Well, Sam, are you like that?" No. I mean, I even said to David that I owe him an apology because he kept bringing up. Uh, uh, Analytica. What is Cambridge Analytica? For months, he was telling us about it. Right. He was bringing it up all the time, and we didn't say anything. And we were just like, whatever, Russians, Russian. And then it turned out that that is a real thing. And that Britain, and there's, like, I'm more concerned about Britain meddling in our, 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 our elections than I am Russia. I'm more concerned about Israel meddling in our government than I am Russia. Like, that to me is more important. I would like to have a discussion about that. So I told him, I go, hey, man, I owe you an apology. So I'm open-minded. I, you know, I'm not afraid to be wrong. Oh, that's so important nowadays, too. Uh, because if one moment you're afraid to be wrong, now you've just been, you're now right. Everything you say is right. And that's yeah. not the way we're in. And that's kind of something I liked about Bell that comes across. Because um, his military background... I mean, and his love for the news made Art Bell a natural talk show host, kind of you, the way you are, Sam. You know, you love human nature, politics, and the culture of dynamics. I mean, he realized this was a way for him to really just get out what people weren't talking about. And since he had to show late at night, I mean, I remember I came across it driving across. It seems like you're driving some stretch of dirt, and then you hear Art Bell's voice, you know? I... Love late night talk radio. I know like some people think it's like you're banished there. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't get picked to do the morning shows where the quote unquote money is. But I think there's a lot more freedom yeah. in being on late night because your boss isn't there. They're just, they got to put something there. So I love late night. I'd love, I think late night talk show radio is amazing, dude. It feels super intimate because it feels like he's just talking directly to you. Yeah, it's less, it's less produced. Do you know morning radio is like, yeah, all right, guys, let's go to the traffic. Okay, man, now it's time to name who farted, right? And it's just like, oh, it's just like some wacky zoo shit. And the late night guys could just talk about weird shit. Yeah. After noticing the episodes covering conspiracy theories and paranormal topics generated considerable interest from listeners, Bell transformed the show from political talk to discussion of often the outside realms. Everything from UFOs, shadow people. So he's believing in all this. Just think about that, dude. There was no internet then when he was looking into this stuff. Like everything was like manifestos and books and mm-hmm. like and you had to be able to get those books. You had to hear about those books. You know, it's like I remember reading the Behold the Pale Horse. And that was told to me by, you know, at late nights uh, when I first moved to LA, it was so hot in my my weekly I had to walk and I met this like this super slender gay black guy 
that would just always be walking. We end up just like walking together and talking. And he's like, have you ever seen the, um, the, uh, behold the pale horse book? And I'm like, no, he's like, yeah, it's a book that if you bought it with your credit card, they would flag you, you know, and just think about all that, the flagging that goes on now. And like, he got me, he gave me his copy and I read, I think I still have, I don't think I ever gave back to him, but, uh, it's like all that information, but this guy was the, the center of this. Before there was a way to research all this stuff. Yeah, he'd just pick the phone would ring and he'd pick it up and, all right, what are we, what's tonight's story? That's so cool, man. Yeah, Coast to Coast AM syndicated nationally in 1993 uh, and soon became a juggernaut and a bonafide radio phenom. Art's no-nonsense demeanor doesn't fool his listeners whose sense that he's more complex underneath because he... He's crazy respectful. That was the one thing that came across. As crazy as you sounded, he would just give you the time, right, whether you need right. to burn up those hours or not. Uh, among Bell's frequent subjects were popular conspiracy theories that included time travel allegations, urban legends about John Teeter, which I've been waiting to do an, an episode on, were more favored among these 1990s. Well, tell our listeners where John Teeter is. So he's a, a gentleman that claims that he came from the future. Yes. Yeah. It's a trippy and, But didn't they, fi- didn't they find that, like, he came from the future and that they found that someone that fits that description actually lives? Yeah, I, I know you're talking about. That's another gentleman as well. Oh, that is? You might be thinking, have you ever heard of Valiant Thor? No, what is that? That's another tired episode altogether, but it's fascinating. This gentleman supposedly was uh, landed in, in and out of like a spaceship his name was valiant thor he like military met, met him they brought him to the white house supposedly <laughs> he had like a, a meeting with i believe it was eisenhower at the time and there's like photos of this gentleman is like documents of him actually a gentleman named valiant thor went to the white house and, really yeah. and what did he tell him that he was from another planet it's like, hey, man, did he look like us? He looked like just like a just yeah, nineteen regular dude, like what the six million dollar man? How would you describe yeah, him? Yeah, just a clean cut like white guy from the sixties. How come aliens never come back as black people? I don't know. Aaron thoughts. <laughs> Early <on>. racism. <laughs> <laughs> so so, but you hear the whole story. Uh, the the guy that I was talking about about how he called in and actually said that he's from the future and that. He's actually alive, and he's a kid right now, and is he's in Florida, I think. And he was sent from the future because all information was destroyed at one point. Because, look, everything's going to computers. Everything's on the Internet. And then the Internet dies. All that information goes away. And it's like they found out where he is. And, you know, they found the kid. It does. He was alive. He was there. And then his, that kid's parents went crazy. Yeah, so he like, gets a fax. Uh, Art got a fax from this gentleman <clears throat> in uh, July 29th, 1998. <clears throat> Here is the fax. Dear Art, I had to fax when I heard other time travelers calling in from any time past the year 2500 AD. Please let me explain. Time travel was invented in 2034. Offshoots of certain successful fusion reactors research allowed scientists at CERN to produce the world's first contained singularity engine. The basic design involves rotating singularities inside a magnetic field. By alternating the speed and direction of rotation, you can travel both forward and backward in time. Whoa! It's a pretty crazy little like. So we're facts. what, 14, we're 16 years from time travel? Mm-hmm. 
So, oh my God. Yeah, he go. It, he goes on and on. You can find this online, but it's pretty fascinating. He goes. He goes on to say that. Um, Two, the government tries to keep power by insulating martial law by all of it collapses when the efforts to try to bring the power back on. He talks about the power grids going to go out at some point in time. Oh, my God. You could see that, too. <laughs> you could totally see that. Remember, Q talks a lot about martial law. And then he says, China retakes Taiwan. Israel wins the largest battle for their life. And Russia is covered in nuclear snow from the collapsed reactors crazy dude he, and he ends it with please pray that we discover the reason why there is no apparent future after 2564 so his idea is that okay, humanity, 2564 how old will i be uh what 600 years 24 oh yeah i'll be way dead <laughs> i thought you were saying 2064 so that's one of his famous calls is john teeter um and he eventually started calling in and whatnot who knows if the guy was a crazy person or not but, I mean, Bell's genius as a radio host can also be boiled down to a few key points. He almost never screened his callers. <laughs> Could you imagine if Dude, you... we should do call-ins. We should have once a month. I was going to say that's not too different from here. <laughs> <laughs> we should do a, a call-in tinfoil hat. Just call-in. What do you guys think of that? I think that'd be awesome. Let us know. <laughs> we'll do it like from this day, this day, and our second show. We're just taking calls, and we're just answering your calls. Dude, let's do it. Let's set it up. We have a little phone in here. That'd everything? be so funny, dude. That'd be so funny. <laughs> he, he never shut anybody down. Instead, Bell's uh, means of operation was to listen, asking questions, pushing back on certain points, but allowing his guests to lay out the vast personal labyrinths of mythology that existed in their heads. I mean, not too far. I mean... I'm seeing some, uh, is Sam perhaps the future Art Bell? Are you working? Dude, people are calling us that. They're saying we're the only ones dropping them truth bombs with entertainment. And that's our whole thing, man. Our show is different than everybody else's show because, I mean, obviously, we're like the third, the third ranked conspiracy theory show. On planet Earth. On, on iTunes. Oh, there you it go. It goes the last house on the left. Hey, oh, Henry Zabrowski. And, and then there's one other one before us that I tend to see all the time. My favorite murderer? No, but that's not really a conspiracy show. That's a murder show. It's us, the night gal or something like that. Hmm. I don't know what it is. I could look it up. I'm going to look it up. Guys, if I'm on my phone, it's because I'm looking this up. So Bell understood that there was good radio in letting these elaborate ideas play out. Like a great improviser, he could yes and almost anything. Whether his guest was talking about shadow people, secret Navy experimentation, or a whole host of alien-related re ideas. Bell was almost always respectful and kind to his callers. I mean... That's, that's kind of like me. I'm punch drunk. I'm always respectful. I'm always fucking kind. <laughs> right, Aaron? I mean, he's kind of the anti-Alex Jones, if you think about it. Not oh, never screaming. Sure. For sure, dude. Uh, he let them tell their stories or describe their theories without judgment, making him perhaps the only person in their lives who would allow them to be fully heard and truly known. Welcome to the Night Vales, the number two. That's number two, and we're number three on comedy. That's why we need those five-star iTunes reviews, guys. Dude, give it to them. Now, listen. Uh, Welcome to Night Vale is a radio play. So, What do you mean? It's, it's, it's a scripted radio drama. So It's not really a conspiracy? No, I don't believe Boom! so. Boom! We just moved up to number two. Yeah, number two, buddy. Holla In real time. at your boy! 
boy. In real time. Holla at your boy. Unless, unless they've changed formats. No, but I know no, that's we'll what take they your word for it. We took your word for it. It's confirmed. Yeah, Once the, Aaron says it, so Aaron says it, so it is true. We need a little button over here where we can just like electrocute his seat every now and then to make sure he's still paying attention yeah. to us. Aaron, are you up? <laughs> he let them... Uh, Basically. By the way, uh, sorry, uh, sorry to interrupt, but like, uh, <laughs> I, I left a comment on a buddy's uh, uh, Facebook post, and uh, the only person who liked it was Jason Louv. And yeah. my buddy is totally like the guy who would be friends with Jason Louv. Yeah, Hell you remember yeah. Jason Louv's like, I'm watching, I'm watching. <laughs> remember when you said you fell asleep when my during the podcast? I'm always watching you. <laughs> I know he said he put a curse on the Cardinals. I don't know. Yeah, how's the Cardinals doing this year? I mean, they have winners of four in a row. Uh, Ah, it was a positive curse. (laughs) The impression one got listening to Coast to Coast was that Bell was not a crackpot, even though his guests probably were. He was very good at listening, and he was very kind to those crackpots. You know, I think, with the exception of Brett Ernst and maybe Mike Tully, we've been kind of kind on this show. (laughs) I. I like it. I mean, like, it's very interesting. This show is like, it's still finding its way. But for me, it's always about like, okay, I don't necessarily agree with everything you're saying, but I want to hear what you're saying. Ooh, go to down the, yeah, that one. Let's watch that for a while. <laughs> right? Yeah. I just, I, I agree. I, I, I find it interesting. And I don't necessarily shit on anyone. It's like weird to do like, if I don't agree with something, should I call them out on that? I, I, I feel like we're dealing with like people that are very sensitive to the amount of criticism they get. You know, I mean, we get so much yeah. on YouTube. It's unbelievable. Like people just tee off. So you got to get hardened to it. But some people can't take that. And that's why they're afraid to come on the show. Yeah. Or, or those guys uh, on the show are trained killers. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've we've had that. We've had that. I mean, there was something pastoral about the way he is kind-hearted, uncommon in today's tooth and nail of media. You know, I mean, it's just we he was all about kindness and loving as opposed to nowadays. You just want to chop people down. Just want to hurt people, drop hammer on some unsuspecting fools. So, I mean, Bell, in a sense, was comforting the afflicted. Uh, He was a late night chaplain to America's crackpots. Uh, offering something almost like a confession or an absolution. Part of the delight of Coast to Coast was that a reminder that the universe is always stranger than we expect. I totally agree with that, dude. I think the world's... I don't understand why people don't want to be conspiracy theorists. It's so much more exciting than what believing what the news is telling you. Wouldn't you rather think that this shit's going down because of lizard people? Isn't that more exciting than somebody might be gassing their people, which makes absolutely no sense? Wouldn't it be more fun to think fucking Pindar is fucking making everything go? It's just more fun to me. I'd rather... Why doesn't anyone do a conspiracy theory just straight news hour? Not like Alex Jones style, but like MSNBC style. Just like real anchors reading real fucking conspiracy news. It would have to be besides the mainstream media. So it would never happen, right? Right. But it would be funny. Maybe it's ATC. This just in, aliens probe man in the Philippines. That at the top of the hour. (laughs) Uh, The stories and theories shared by his callers might be unreal, but those callers themselves are real and really are neighbors. I mean, at his peak, Bell had heard, was heard on over 500 radio stations nationwide. I mean, that's crazy. That's straight cash, homie. He was out there. I mean, what is how? what was Howard Stern's numbers? Can't be. How many radio stations could there be? How many? Was that stations or markets? 
That's got to be markets, right? I'm saying radio stations. So each one's call signs mix. So who knows, man? Yeah. I mean, that's, I didn't even know there's 100, there's 500 markets. And uh, Art was kind of ahead of his time on something else as well. Uh, on May 5th, 1998, Bell made his libertarian identification official when he joined the party on air. Bell said he joined the party because he feared the decline of liberty in America. Much like Sam. I do. I, I'm not necessarily, I'm socially a libertarian. I am not, uh, I am not business a libertarian. I will not be a business libertarian. I will not. And here's his quote. We're clearly heading toward a more totalitarian state. Yeah, I, I mean, we are for sure. I completely distrust the government and everybody should. Yeah. They've told lie after lie. So the average American has become so cynical. Today, the first assumption is that the government is telling you a lie before they're telling you the truth. 100 I mean, dude, we elect people that we know are lying to us. And so that's why, I mean, we've talked about it before. We want to get Dave Smith back on to talk more about libertarian More libertarian stuff. But it does seem like in order to be free, you have to be willing just to throw everything. Just set start it all over, on right? fire? So. Well, I mean, I mean, I just think that the libertarian stuff could almost be a psychops. I mean, I'm being dead serious. The only thing that stops big business, the only thing that could stop big business is big uh, is government. And so by, what, saying free trade and open borders and all that stuff makes liberty, by saying, it's hijacking by it? By saying less government, less government, less government, you get this whole movement to be like less government, privatize everything, right? Mm -hmm. You end up, uh, what you do is you're, you're crippling the one thing that can check places like Apple, check places like Google, check, pl check all these things, you know? I mean, look at the government had Facebook in. Now, granted, is the gov was that hearing full of shit? Yeah. It was a complete, it was elderly, elderly people interviewing a guy about a medium they have no clue about. Right? Basically. So it's, it's a big waste, but you're going, oh, well, that did nothing. Well, it's because the people electing the government are the people who are just ruining everything. There's no accountability. So when libertarians say they want less regulation, they get that reg less regulation because that helps, um, that helps, um, that, that helps big business. But what also comes with a deregulation is the eventual crash and the bailouts. And then they're like, well, we don't like bailouts. Well, that's always part of the equation. You can't say you don't like regulations and not be okay with bailouts because that's what happens. And that's not alternative facts. I mean, uh, kind of he was the king of alternative media before there was such a thing. Um, fake news long before those infamous buzzwords even existed. But Bell rarely seemed to have weaponized them or even monetized them. I mean, Coast to Coast may have been a cornucopia of bad science, but it was on good faith, you know? Yeah, I, but then then look at like the nightly news with Anderson Cooper. How much of that is all bullshit lies? Exactly. There's no such thing as like 100% truth. Why do they hold conspiracy theorists up to a higher standard than they hold the own media? Like the people like, ah, oh, dude, you probably get your, where'd you get that from? A block? Well, where'd you get your news from? Corporate news? I mean, and Aaron, I'd love to know your theory on this. Do you, th do you think... Uh, RT News is is more dangerous than, let's say, MSNBC? No. 
I, I mean, like, dude, do you think that – let me ask you something. Who do you think will affect your life more, both positively and negatively, meaning it could cause you to, uh, uh, you know, die or anything like that? The, the Russian government or, corp, or, or international corporations? Probably international corporations. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. who runs our media? Pharmaceutical companies, military industrial complex, all these people. RT News is ran by somebody are going, okay, this isn't this isn't working. I'm not saying and dude, I am not saying that the Russian government is a is like the, the dancing bees from the blind melon video and we're all like little fat bee girls and we're just happy to be dancing. I'm not saying that at all. I think all governments have blood in their hands and there is a game that's getting played. You know, it's like every team is trying to win the the, the country league. It's almost like we're all – it's NFL teams, you know? Yeah, what you're talking about, um, Orwell talked about 1984. Five things have 100% come true from uh, 1984, the book. <clears throat> One, we've been dumbed down by the public education system. He talked about that in the book. Two, we've been indoctrinated by the corporate-owned mass media. Yes. All right. Three, we've been socially engineered by Hollywood movies, pop culture music, and TV programming. And Pornhub. And Pornhub. Four, we've been drugged, brainwashed, and robbed by Big Pharma and the American healthcare racket. 100%. And five, what you're talking about right now, we've been tricked into thinking the U.S. is a democracy, not knowing it's a corporate oligarchy. What? Uh, Without a doubt, dude. Oligarchy for days, homeboy. It's 100% oligarchy, and oligarchies help oligarchies. Now, I have this whole theory that, like, the Rothschilds are just used as a boogeyman. And they actually do some bad things, but they're not, it's not just them. There are people above them. They use them as the, you know, when they say Russia, right? When they say Russia kicked out the Rothschild banks. Well, if you you know this, they still have a centralized bank. They still have the Russian government centralized bank that is part of the Bank of International Settlements, Mm -hmm. which China's bank is too. So yes, you kicked out Rothschild's banks, but you still are part of the international centralized bank stuff. So which makes me think that the Russian government uses the Rothschild's and their battle with the Rothschilds to pro- as propaganda for th- their population. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like Putin kicked out the Rothschilds. He loves Mother Russia. And the Russians are like, we love you, Putin, you know? Yeah, I never thought about it because Americans were scared of Russians. Right. Oh. What are Russians scared of? They're, Russians, they're, right? yeah. Well, no, they're afraid of they're afraid of the U.S. and they've been they've demonized the to a, a larger extent the uh, Rothschilds. But then, if you look at the Rothschilds, there's people above them. The 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 part they're part of the thirteen family, but there's the black nobility that I'd love to do an episode on. That these old Italian bankers from Caesar's days in Rome that have been around forever. That are some are Catholics, some are Muslims, you know? So it's like they're above that, but they use the they use the Rothschilds in in, in Russia as propaganda. Be like, we kick these guys out. We're not going to pay them this. We're not going to let them run our money, you know? And it's just like, oh, okay, but you still have a centralized bank. Yeah. It was one of those, uh, that thing I was talking about, 1984. The whole idea is it's a state force surveillance on people. I yeah. Mean, this is the reality that people are willingly entering into. You know, I mean, when we signed, yes, I agree, yes, I agree, on all those little apps, you know, we've agreed to be 
the ultimate freedom is slavery. Yeah. That's 1984, you know? Dude, the, the, the Pikachu thing, the, what was that? Uh... What was the Pikachu? Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. Within the, within the, you know, that fine print that nobody just, they just screened through it. Yeah. Just give me the Instagram models. Yeah. Right? And that was me, my inner monologue. Okay? <laughs> there was something that all your data on their phone, they could mine it. Shit. So, so now you got Snapchat that makes no money. Right, that loses money. And if you guys tweet me again that that's not true, that they make money, I suggest you Google that first before you accuse me of being an idiot, because it's one hundred percent true. Google is—I mean, Snapchat lost a ton of money, and they blamed it on Rihanna, and that was just a, a fancy way of getting out of it. The whole point of Snapchat was face recognition. Oh yeah. Now, now we talked about it in the last episode with, uh, with Eddie Bravo, LifeLog. The Pentagon created a program where they wanted to document all your information for your entire life. They ended that program February 4th, 2004, the same day that Facebook was formed. <laughs> uh. You know, Coincidence, so, huh? you know what's so funny, dude? There's a great meme that went out. You know, it's like it said the 1950s, and they had somebody on their phone be like, "Hey, don't say that." The government, the government, uh, my phone by, might be being wiretapped, and then said 2017, and it had an Alexa, right? It's mm-hmm. like, "Hey, wiretap! How do you make a spaghetti dinner?" <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I mean, consider that Art Bell ruled the AM dial in the middle of the night. It belonged to Rush Limbaugh during the middle of the day, like you were saying, right? Limbaugh and his many imitators made their fortune bearing fault witness against their neighbors. Bell's witnesses and their callers may have been unreliable, but they weren't designed through malicious intent. I mean, Bell was interested in, he wasn't interested in weaponizing these conspiracy theories like they're being nowadays. Uh, They were allowed to roam free and they might wind up anywhere. Aliens, ghosts, astral projection. First time I ever What's heard astro projection. Oh, I can teach you a little something about that. What is first it? time I ever heard of Nabooru, which is Planet X, was yeah. through Art Bell. So I mean, in a weird way, most of us, if you don't know now is the time better than ever. If you go on coast to coast AM dot com, they've put up uh five of like his best moments and you could totally just like listen in to some of the greatest calls. I'd totally suggest you do it. Astral, I mean, astral projection, by the way, was a big plot point in Ace Ventura, too. Uh, well, tell me, I, we, what is astral projection? <laughs> Where you're sitting in one place and you can, your spirit can travel to another. You project your spirit out. Really? Yeah. How do you do that? Chicago. Sorry. I think we're going to have to take up stuff. the metaphysicalness a little more in 2018. I'm right? in, dude. We'll get the crystals I want to hear about that shit. Yeah. So, uh... Bell, uh, so like I was saying, they kept things surprisingly interesting, potentially clever or delightful. Once anyone seeks to weaponize conspiracy theories in a service and agenda, it forces them inevitably to arrive at the same place they all arrive at, which is the world run by satanic baby killers. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I wish that wasn't the end of, of every conspiracy right. theory, but. Right. I don't know. Right? I mean, it's kind of deep, dude. And that's kind of what it is. I mean, if unchecked, it is the process that will make us into devils fixed forever in a universe of pure hatred. I mean, this is the idea that if we just constantly think that there's boogeymen and that there's shadow people out to get us, there are people that have nefarious ideas for our lives 
and they are real as me and you, man. Fuck yeah, dude. So I feel like what the torch we're going to carry on and other people that Art Bell lit was to question everything. And who cares if you sound crazy? Because guess what? Eventually, you won't. Hey, dog, I don't conform. I've always been anti-conformist, dude. From the naughty show to tinfoil hat, everyone zigs, I zag. And I want to do it, man. And that's why my career is where it is. I talk about, you know, I have an opinion that's not popular in Hollywood. It's the go with the flow. And my buddy Scott Ross has always said, only dead fish go with the flow. And I don't do that, dude. And, like, this guy was doing it before. I mean, what an interesting life, man. So far ahead of the game. Yeah, he was out there. Um, um, during his life, Art was married four times. All right? I don't get why people do that. After one, you're going to go back in, you know? I, I, it's just like, you know what I'll give you? I'll give you two. I'll give you two. <laughs> you go, okay, the first one, I just didn't get along with them. It just didn't work out. Number two, it does work out. It's not for you. Yeah. It's not for you, man. It's okay. It's all right. Don't be afraid to be alone. One of the best gifts you can ever get in life is a broken heart. A shattered, like, like completely broken. Have you had your heart broken a lot? I've had my heart broken twice in my adult life. Ryan, I'm trying to figure out if you're sensitive. I'm very sensitive. Or are you just, uh, just a lone wolf? Uh, a little bit of that. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, are you the guy that's, that's part of the superhero friends, but you don't run with anybody? Like when she hits a fan, you just pop up out of nowhere on a cliff, howl, howl, let everybody know you're there. And then once, the, once it's done, you just fucking go into the night. Yep. Uh, in high school, my nickname was Boner. <laughs> and it's not because I got laid. It's because I would just bone out from places. Oh, I thought it's because you just walked around with an erection. No. I said I always wanted a cool nickname like that guy from Growing Pains, and only one person knew. They're like Boner. Like, yeah, but uh, I've been that was your cool nickname. Yeah, I mean, I've told you like I'm notorious for ghosting. Yeah, that's like one of my uh, character defects. If the going gets tough, I'll just smoke bomb Darkwing Duck. Yeah, the fuck you're out definitely of ninja that shit. So you're Ronin. I'm definitely ninja. You're definitely fucking ninja for sure, dude. That's so interesting. But Boner. When but, I was a kid. We were in like third grade, dude, and our teacher was like, you know, a grammatical, uh, a grammatical mistake is called a boner, and the entire room started laughing. <laughs> She's like, what's so funny? Nothing. What? A grammatical mistake is a boner? Everybody started laughing. The teacher, a grown woman, had to walk to the other school go, why does everybody laugh when I say boner? She never, she never heard the word boner before. I heard the word dork is an, uh, a Wells erection. A w- really? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's what they call it? What? Yeah. Aaron, how do you know that? Yeah. How do you know that it's a fucking Wells dick? I travel in trivia circles. Is it a, a, so it's only a rock hard dick? Uh, like what's I a flaccid Wells dick? Because it's okay. literally a bone that, that comes out. So I think it, yeah, a giant bone in a mm-hmm. Wells dick. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised a that's dork. not wow. Wells dork. Wow, I did not know that. I did not know a Wales that. dick is a dork. <laughs> Yo, bitch, suck my dork. So yeah, four times. I didn't right? mean to say bitch, lady. Sorry. Go on. So, but it's interesting is his third wife is the interesting one. Oh, her name is Ramona Lee. Oh, here, here, where we start getting interesting. 
Art and Ramona were married from August 4th, 1991 to January 5th, 2006. She was 15 years younger than them, and they met while they were co-workers at the radio station in Las Vegas. Ramona helped Art with his business, booking guests, handling other administrative duties. Art and his eventual wife were very close, and they are never apart. But her unexpected death sparked number number of conspiracy theories about the man who is known for conspiracy theories. I mean, Sam, you wake up in the morning, and next to you, knock on wood, she died of asthma in her sleep. So he oh. woke up, and his girlfriend's dead next to him. That would be I, – I would freak out. Your conspiracy – you're Sam Tripoli. You wake up tomorrow morning. For full disclosure, I can't even kill bugs in my house. <laughs> I literally lift cockroaches, and I throw them out. You're on your way to being a Buddhist, it sounds I like. I just can't kill animals, even bugs. Can you imagine what was going through his head? He's like, oh, no. Oh, oh fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. So uh, the book Conspiracies and Secret Societies, The Complete Dossier by Brad and Sherry on, Steiger recounts one of the couple's adventures together in a more paranormal realm because Ramona and Art were notorious for going out and UFO hunting. Really? So, they, I mean, they were like, like roll dogs. She's a ride or die bitch, huh? Yeah. Sorry, Number three. It takes work. number three for you to get there. So it's interesting. They said so they which saw one died, number two or number three? Number three, Ramona. So he, he wakes up one morning after he got in UFC, UFC, UFO hunting. I don't know if it was the next day, but they said the UFO was – like the UFO they saw, which um, – was an object that hovered over their car, shaped like a giant triangle. Wow. It was 150 feet long, had two bright lights at each of its three points. They said the UFO was silent and barely moved and only floated above them. How Did it say how high, how close it was? Well, see, they're out in Vegas. And if you know, like I do, what Vegas is close. Vegas stays in Vegas. Well, it's close to Area 51. It is. So, it is. But do you ever hear the theory that Area 51 is just a rouge? We've talked about this before mm. and how it's the mountain. Cheyenne Mountain, not too far away. 10 miles away. That's the real deal. And how my friend told me this before he met somebody, an old man, what he did, it was doing his, uh, he was a district manager of like a siding business or something like that. And he met with the guy and the guy was like, you know, he started talking and the guy like my friend Seth and he's mm-hmm. like, what do you do? It's like, oh, I, I, I did like computer program or something. He started going into that how like area 51 was bullshit and that it's actually the mountain that's 10 minutes 10 miles away that's the real deal and then literally two weeks later i saw an article to show you the picture of the mountain in which you could see an entrance at the top and this goes back to the underground rail oh well, we talked about this on the <laughs> underground uh system like they carve out these mountains man and that's where the real shit went down and this guy had to drive in it backwards like, he wasn't allowed to look at what was going on. He had to just go backwards slowly. Crazy. Well, we got to make our way out eventually. I mean, knock on wood that this Northern California run does good, but maybe we make our way out to Austin. We stop in New Mexico. We go to a place uh, that's known uh, for – it's called uh, New Mexico – it's an ancient alien site anyways. And uh, we should stop on our way there and maybe have a podcast with Mr. Stanhope and Bisbee. I would love to do that. We well, gotta take this I would on like the road. To, for us to travel more. You know, mm-hmm. when we, if, Can we do a time travel show episode? Definitely. I want to bring on my friend Jordan Lee, who's uh, kind of inspired me to start my YouTube page. And he's been doing travel shows. And if you ever want to check him out, he's, it's Days 
uh, days with Jordan the Lion, and it's a crazy ass cool. That's D A Z E, okay? And it's a really cool page, but you know, he inspired me because like he was like trying to get acting work, and he just started doing this like. He would. He just started a YouTube page where he, a channel where he'd just go and check out cool places around LA, and it's kind of picked up. And now he kind of his fans pay for him to travel the world, living the dream. So like, I would like us to start doing Patreons from cool places where conspiracies happen. So if the Patreon numbers get high enough, that we'll be able to fund like nice drives out to here, nice drives out to there, and Area Fifty Ones if we don't get shot. You know, that'd be fucking cool. And like, I want to do that one from that hotel. We tried to do the comedy store one, but they won't let us. I got to work on that again. I got to work on that. Maybe if I get us insurance so we sign legal things and say, even if we're crippled, we won't sue them. I know. It's not like we're going to be there that long by ourselves. Well, you're going to be downstairs because you're, you think you're, you're, <laughs> you're the crazy person. I, I survived the Vatican in my tinfoil hat shirt. Yeah. So. Shit. Dude. Yeah, I'd like to go to the Vatican, do some weird shit, look at all the weird reptilian amphitheaters they have. So, yeah, man. I mean, you guys should definitely definitely check it all out because this get is... Get our, our Patreon up. You got it. I'll get it right here. Wait, so sorry. It's like a tribute in a sense because uh, you really should check out Art Bell if you don't know about him because he's fought the good fight for us to be where we are today. Let's you know? get into this real quick. But the theory was that mm-hmm. everyone thought he killed his wife. Mm-hmm. To marry his other wife, which happened very quickly after that wife went. So, yes, uh, he was remarried to his fourth wife within less than three months. Which is weird. In the Philippines. So it was like a mail-order bride type thing. But he's an old man, 72, heartbroken. Oh, that's why he was 72 when he got married to her? Uh, 72 when he died. So this was, he was in his 60s, you know, because it wasn't too long ago. But what you were telling me is that the way she, his second wife died, or third? So third is the one that died in her sleep. That it actually happened to her brother the same way. Yeah, so it, 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 she died of an asthma-related uh, basically asphyxiation, and her brother died the same way in his 30s. So, I mean... We could always think that there's a conspiracy behind everything, but really, chances are poor Art Bell lost uh, someone that he loved, and, you know, better way to help. Turn and burn, dude. Yeah, get back on it, right? So. Uh, it's very interesting, that's for sure. And then someone goes, why are you celebrating a pedophile? And I'm like, well, I haven't heard anything about that, about Art Bell. Uh, I know they brought up that he, you know, with the wife dying, but maybe it was that getting those orphans over here. I mean, like, I don't want to put that out, but I just did. Yeah, it's so easy for people just to throw that. You can call someone a pedophile, or and then that's it. Like, you're done, you know? You know what movie I won't go see? I will not go see any more Steven Spielberg movies. How come? Because oh. there's been huge accusations of that, mm. allegedly. What do you think of that, Aaron? I've never heard that before with Spielberg. I've certainly heard it with other people. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, that girl that died from uh, the Poltergeist movie, you know, that she decided, like, him and a bunch of these guys. I mean, I don't want to get too much in that because every episode we're talking about mm-hmm. this, and not that it's not important. I just, I just, you know, I just don't want to make the only thing we talk about. But it's like, <laughs> yeah, I won't go see movies. And that sucks because I love Jurassic Park. I really want to go see Ready Player One. Everybody says it's freaking amazing. But, but I, I can't support that. Hey, you got your... You got to make your stance. Do it. Yeah. So, you know, uh, 
respect. You know, as he begins his journey on the other side, we take solace knowing that he gets to finally know what the mysteries are all about. Yeah. And maybe one day we'll get to do that. Hopefully too. he's hanging out with the big, uh, the big space aliens in the sky. Hopefully he's kicking it with the Anunnaki dog. Yeah. And this was just a little impromptu one. We're like, we've got to, we got to say something about Art Bell, what he's done for everyone. He's a trailblazer, dude. And I imagine you guys are going to tell us all Did sorts of stuff. Did you ever have Bill Cooper on? Not that I know of. Not that I know of, but send us suggestions, guys. We, you guys hitting us, those five-star reviews are really helping us jump. ATC guys are noticing that we're hitting it. Besides all Show that. Show the uh, Patreon real quick. Sure. The Patreon's doing great. Uh, okay, well. Patreon, go to yeah. patreon.com backslash tinfoil hat. All right. Yeah, man, we, we're putting on, I'm putting out the David Deary one, hopefully today. Our good friend, Richard Dukai. Yeah, Ducat. Ducat. He's nice enough. He's going to be, uh, Ducat. Ducat. He's going to be putting these out. And um, bam, that's it, man. It's like you can really support the show, dude, because we want to start going bigger with this. Our numbers are growing. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we've gotten shows, episodes up into the hundred thousands. And we got some secret uh, guests coming that's going to blow your guys' minds soon. And listen, dude, I, why do we go off of iTunes numbers? Who cares, right? Because it's Well, such- they're the most used well, player. YouTube, we get big numbers on YouTube. Yeah, combine them. You I, do. Yeah. I do. I Absolutely. do. Absolutely. We're getting, like, I think we're averaging, it's pretty good. I don't want to get the numbers yeah. up. But of podcast know. players, though, uh, yeah, you, uh, iTunes is still, like, Not 90, even Google 95%. Play? Yep. Nope. Not, not even? Nope. Huh? Guys, go get those San Francisco tickets. Go to Patreon. Five-star reviews. How close are we on the uh, Psychic Bigfoot shirts? Uh, We got something coming out for you. All right, Ryan, you work really hard. I always appreciate you so much. Aaron, do you want to do quick thoughts on Art Bell? Uh, I'm not really familiar. I've never really driven out in the middle of nowhere in the middle of the night, so I don't... Aaron just shitting on our birthday cakes again. God damn it, Aaron. Guys... I always confuse him with Art LeBeau. (laughs) Art LeBeau. (laughs) We have some great, great shows coming up. Keep sending our suggestions. Ryan reads them, and we're doing our best we can. All right? You guys are the best. We'll talk to you soon. Holla at your